Let's get real, everybody. This is Taylor, and you're listening to The Elephant in the Room. We're here. We're doing it. We're in a big shirt, and we're ready to party. I had visions of what this would look like when I started it. And I have a very cute room uh, in my apartment. I won't lie, it's um, aesthetically pleasing. I pictured me like sitting cozy in my bed with a coffee. No, I'm at my partner's place. It's dark in here. He doesn't have a single thing on the walls, guys. Just not not a single thing on the walls. Why, why do men do that to themselves? Anyways, welcome to the podcast. So I should start by introducing myself. I'm Taylor. I live in Toronto. I went to school for musical theater, so I moved here when I was 18, and I've never left. I am an actor, a comedian, a singer, and a body positivity advocate. Thank you for being here. This has been a journey. I've wanted to start a podcast for a really long time. I kind of just kept trying to get friends in my life to start podcasts with me and I would come up with different names and ideas and be like guys we should do a podcast and and it's not that there wasn't interest back but it just definitely wasn't at the level that I was interested and so I kind of had like an epiphany moment when I was in Hawaii with my mom and two of my really good friends and one of my friends was like Taylor why don't you just do one yourself and I was like Because that sounds scary. (laughs) I mean, no one wants to do a scary thing. But we're here. We're doing it. It's happening. And when I thought about what I wanted to make a podcast about, it was super clear to me that I wanted it to be surrounding body positivity. Loosely, let's just say that. There's going to be so many other layers and nuances and whatnot, but mostly, in a nutshell, if you will, body positivity, which I'm doing this at a great time. I mean, the body positivity movement is definitely doing better than it was a little while ago, for sure. I would say it's doing way better for female-presenting people than it's doing for male-presenting people, but it's such a important thing. So basically, the podcast is going to be about my journey with my body, insights that I've had along the way that have taken me from being at a place where I wasn't even going on dates because I thought no one would date me, no one would want to sleep with me, no one would want to, you know, that that feeling of being like, am I not going to look enough like my dating profile picture? And just so scared, just so shut in my little safety comfort bubble terrified that I wasn't going to be good enough because of my size to where I am now which is so different from then and it's crazy to think about that part of my life and how I used to think about myself and treat myself and so many of us do it we're so cruel to ourselves and I'm now at a place where I genuinely love 
not only what I look like, but like who I am, who I've become. There's still lots of work to do. Ask my therapist. There's, there's a scroll, a big scroll of things to keep working on, but that's life, baby. So I want to say, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this sounds like a really great podcast, good for Taylor, but like maybe not applicable to me. You know, if you're somebody who maybe isn't living in a bigger body and I'd say stop right there, friend, it is for you. (laughs) I think feeling, you know, uncomfortable or frustrated or, you know, not at home in your body is such a universal feeling. It doesn't matter what size you are because we all struggle with that because of the world that we live in and the world we've grown up in and the way we were raised and the way our parents grew up and it is a universal feeling and I promise there will be something in here for you and there will be hopefully perspective if you don't live in a bigger body that is just like good to have when you move through the world and you talk to your friends and you meet new people and maybe you have encounters with people in a bigger body and there's all of these internalized fat phobic things that we say or we do and we don't really think about them that doesn't make you a bad person it's in all of us it's in me still but it's those kinds of things that we're gonna fight against or at least try to fight against so i want to make sure everybody knows that this is a safe place for everybody i hope everybody can take something from this another thing i want to address just off the top is the word fat which I will be using to describe myself um, and fat bodies in general. That word is scary, for sure. Me, two, three years ago, would never use that word to describe myself. Uh, It's a word that's been so weaponized against people living in bigger bodies. It's been used as an insult. It's been used to hurt. But there's such a reclaiming of that word going on in the in the plus size community, the fat community. Because really, at its core, fat is a descriptive word, right? Like if you say somebody's thin, you say somebody's tall, you say somebody's short, you say somebody's an asshole. You, it's just a descriptive word. However, you know, thin has more of a positive connotation in society and fat has a negative one. But I think... You know, the more we use that word confidently, hopefully the less scary it becomes. So when I use the word fat to describe myself, I'm saying that from a confident, positive descriptor of my body. If you hear the word fat and you're living in a bigger body or you're not even living in a bigger body and it makes you, you know, shudder or you don't like it or it makes you feel some type of way... You never need to use that word to describe yourself, but I challenge you to just get comfortable hearing it in the ways that I'm going to use it because I really do think it doesn't need to be what it's been, you know? I've had such a journey with my body. I've been many different sizes over the years. I've gained a lot of weight in one year I've gained weight slower in other years I wasn't always a bigger girl I when I was in high school elementary school high school I was not what people would probably consider bigger 
I don't even know how, like, when I was in college, I would have described myself as a bigger girl. But looking back at photos of me, I'm like, ugh, that girl was so sad. Not like pathetic sad, just like genuinely sad. She was so hard on herself. I just want to like wrap her up in a blanket and give her a big hug and tell her it's going to be okay. I remember being in theater school and having, you know, we would always wear like bodysuits and fishnets and heels for little dance things. Wow, it's been a long time since I've been in theater school, as I very eloquently said, little dance things. And people would post photos from rehearsals and things on on Facebook or whatever, back when Facebook was not just an app for our moms. Um, and we were using it. Now it's just to be like, happy, happy birthday. And be like, oh, 12 years ago today, I was really cringy. But back when Facebook was in its prime, they would post photos on Facebook and I would message the person who posted the photos of me and be like, can you take them down? Because I couldn't even look at a photo of myself. Which might sound like a very relatable feeling to some of the people listening to this. And that's okay. <laughs> that's not your fault. That is a product of the world that we live in. It's not built for us to just love ourselves. We have to fight really hard against so many different things to get there. And it's crazy to think now that like I love to put on a nice outfit and take a photo of myself and... I feel confident. It's a way that I empower myself and how crazy that change has been. Now I talk, you know, pretty positively about where I'm at in my journey currently. And I do feel the best I've ever felt mentally, physically in a lot of ways. But that doesn't mean that I'm not still struggling or there isn't still work to be done because that just never stops, unfortunately. But also fortunately, I don't know. I definitely have days where I put stuff on and nothing feels good and, and all that jazz. But for the most part, I look in the mirror at myself, sometimes naked, and I love what I see. Which is crazy to even sit here and say into a microphone in my boyfriend's dark little apartment. But it's true. And there are so many things that have happened along the way that have helped that become what it is. Whether it's people I've met, conversations I've had, changes I've made to social media, or what I expose myself to, or the kinds of things that I'll hear people say that I'll tolerate or won't tolerate. And I think for me, this podcast is also a way to feel like I don't have to educate people anymore, I guess. I mean, I am sharing a lot of different things in this podcast that, I mean, you could, I guess, call educational, if you will, but, and, and I should be a teacher. I mean, I have a musical theater diploma. I'm very, very well educated, <laughs> but I think there's moments in day-to-day -day life or you know, when you meet new people and people say things and I'm like, oh, do I have the mental capability right now where I'm at today to address it? To be like, hey, don't say those things. Or, hey, have you ever thought 
instead of saying that you should say this and a lot of times i do it for myself but most of the time i'm doing it so that somebody later who might not be where they where i am in my journey and doesn't feel like they can say hey don't say that doesn't have to i think a big part of why i am where i am in my self-love journey is because i've always kept at the forefront of my mind this could help somebody else you know maybe i don't want to wear a tank top one day because i'm feeling self-conscious about my upper arms which i feel like is just such a common feeling for people and then i go no you know what i'm gonna wear a tank top today because somebody's gonna see me in a tank top and be like oh my god cute i could wear a tank top why don't i wear a tank top and that's enough reason for me to wear the tank top and obviously there's gonna be days where i just like i don't want to wear a tank top today i just don't feel good in that and for me it's really about a feeling do I feel confident? Do I feel sexy in an oversized t-shirt and bike shorts? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. So it all depends. But I really do try and keep at the forefront of my mind. This could probably help someone else who might not be where I am in the journey of accepting your, yourself and your body. A big way that I do that is I work at a restaurant uh, in the city, and I won't mention the the restaurant right now. Maybe I will later. But there aren't a lot of people that look like me that work there. It's just, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's something I think should change for sure. I think you should have all types of people and bodies and especially in Toronto, because that's a very good representation of the city that we live in. But there just aren't really. You know, I, I think I'm maybe the only server in the whole restaurant who is even close to my size. And I won't lie, I applied to this specific restaurant four times. <laughs> There are definitely one of the interviews they were like named six gins and I was like there are six gins like I was just I was not ready I was unprepared but the rest of them I was prepared and it very much felt like I didn't fit the brand and after working there for a while I think that that might be true you know at one point in time I probably just wasn't the brand which is always so comical to me because I'm like we're just assuming that nobody would want me to serve them like i don't know a lot of the service industry i feel like goes off of you know they want the servers to be attractive you know like whatever that means who even decided with that some man one day somewhere was like this is what's attractive but and he was from the south obviously if you didn't catch that wicked accent of mine and so I didn't fit into that bubble because I've not only where I currently work, but I felt it a lot in the service industry, just like applying for jobs and looking around the restaurant and being like, I'm not getting this. Like, I'm not the brand. But like, who's to say you're not going to have a table come in who is like attracted to bigger people? 
Or here's a crazy idea. You don't need to be attracted to your surfer. We're not there to, to be like eye candy for you. Like I'm simply there to refill your beverage and pay my bills. But getting back to my original point of being, you know, every time I go to work and sometimes I, I do find it hard. I do find it hard to be the only person who looks like me. It can feel isolating. It can feel lonely, which may sound crazy because there is so much more to a person than their body. But I think because the service industry often reduces you to what you look like. Sometimes I just feel like I'm on an island by myself. And the thing that gets me through is that, you know, somebody's going to sit there one day and see me walking around serving and be like, oh my God, I could work here. Because that has not been my experience in the city. I don't go to restaurants really and see people who look like me. Like, it's just so generally not a thing. It's not to say I never do, but more often than not, I don't. And for so long, I just didn't even apply to work in the service industry because I was like, oh, I, I, like I couldn't do that. Like nobody would hire me. Which is so crazy because I just have a wicked personality, <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I, whatever. I, like I could create a good experience for somebody. Is that not enough? And I think that feeling of not being enough transcends to so many different aspects of my life, whether it be the acting industry or the service industry or dating. And that can be a hard thing to fight all the time. But I don't, sometimes when I don't have the mental energy in a moment to call something out, call out a comment, call out a perspective, it'll be nice to just look at them and be like, hey, could you please go to episode three of my podcast, 16 minutes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a space where I can kind of just get all of that out in a way that I want to on a day when I feel like I can talk about it and be open about it. Because it can be exhausting to feel like sometimes you have to educate people on what feels to me like basic things. But because of fat phobia, which I'll chat about more in a second, they aren't things that just come to mind. It's a really hard, a really hard habit to break because we've had it since we were kids, since we first learned that that little role that we had when we were young or whatever is not desirable. That's when it starts. And so, you know, if you're 30 or 35 or 50 or however old and you're listening to this, like, don't beat yourself up about it. It's a hard thing to unlearn or try and change your perspective on. Let's talk about fat phobia because it's most certainly not the fear of fat people. Like you're walking down the street, I'm across the road and you're like, yeah, and you have to like go run for shelter. It's not that. Although that does happen all the time. Imagine, imagine that's what it was though. Just like the fear <laughs> The fear of fats in the wild, just like. <laughs> That's such a funny concept to me in my head. You could never go anywhere. There's so many of us and we are freaking slaying out there, okay? But fat phobia is the fear of being fat yourself, which is just 
such a thing. You know, the, the fear of gaining weight or looking different or your body changing. That's what it is. So let's get that out of the way. Now, my theory is that there's a lot of things in life that we have to unlearn or we have to be mindful of or we have to challenge ourselves to change our perspectives or be more aware. Why I think fat phobia is one of the hardest ones to break is because a lot of the things that we have to unlearn are external things, you know, but fat phobia is internal. It's a hard thing to break if you don't love yourself, if you don't love your body, if you don't know where your worth comes from, which has absolutely nothing to do with what you look like. Think about your best friend or somebody that you absolutely adore and if you were to say to somebody three things that you loved about them none of them would be physical things it would be like they're so kind they're hilarious they're generous their personality is electric they're they're supportive it would never be like they are a size 14 so I really love that about them you know we can get this idea in our head that that's where our worth comes from because that's what's been told to us for so long but it's not it has zero to do with that and so I feel like until we really know that or we do that work or we challenge ourselves on that all the time it's harder to break the internalized fat phobia that we all have because loving yourself is not easy it is not an easy journey it can be a frustrating journey, a sad journey, an isolating journey. But God damn it, when you when you get to a point where you finally feel like you're starting to have that shift with yourself, it's like a drug. It's incredible. It's changed my entire life. Now I can save all of the being hard on myself for other things like my flaws and my, (laughs) no, because we're always going to be hard on ourselves like that. That isn't going to change. But every single human being deserves to look in the mirror and love what they see. It isn't the most important thing about us, but we deserve to look in the mirror and be confident and go out into the world and not have to have that be something we're worrying about because there are way 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 more important things to worry about and things that you will worry about every day and I just don't I want to help you so that this disdain for your body or struggle with your body is less of a worry for you and I hope that I can achieve that through episodes i mean i've never done this before so i'm learning as i go here i i had little points about what i wanted to address in this first episode but i didn't really know what i was going to say until i kind of sat down and this kind of might be all over the place and i might start thoughts and finish them later or not finish them at all and i'm going to try and get better at that for the purpose of just listening to me through your headphones but Just be patient with me. Stick with me. We'll get through this together. And I have some really 
incredible goals for this podcast. I want to bring on other people. I want to explore a ton of topics I have on a note in my phone. And I think that this is going to be a wicked ride. And I just have a good feeling. I have a tingly little feeling that this is going to be important. So that's all for episode one, folks. Thank you for listening. And get out there into the day and just fucking look and feel and be fabulous. Because you are, honey. Honey.